Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Well, welcome to Series 2. We're going to embark on a new project. I'm going to start reading you one of my books, The Pesky Kids, The Mystery of the Squashed Cockroach. Now, there are 26 chapters in this book plus a prologue. So, I figured out that if I do three episodes a week, releasing them on Wednesdays, Fridays and Mondays, that should take me nine weeks to get through. Um, So we'll see how we go. I know the keen listeners out there will be saying to themselves, but hang on, she already read the prologue and the first chapter early on in Bedtime Stories with R.A. Spratt in one of the earlier episodes. And yes, that is true. But I figured if I was going to read you the whole book, I needed to start from the beginning again. So bear with me. Today will be the prologue. Friday will be the first chapter. But by Monday next week, it will be all new material. So hang in there. Anyway, let's start the story. Here we go. Prologue. The line shuffled forward. Dr. Banfield had just checked in for her flight. She was hoping to get back before the children came home from school. She only needed to pass through security, then she'd be able to sit down and relax in the lounge. As much as you can relax, surrounded by a thousand sweaty, nervous strangers. But the line was taking forever. There was a family in front of her fussing over their hand luggage. They seemed to have broken every airport security rule. Liquids, scissors, bottle openers, they had everything they shouldn't in their bags. Finally, their things passed through the x-ray machine for the last time, and Dr. Banfield was able to lift her one carry-on suitcase onto the conveyor. She rifled through the pockets of her old tweed jacket, digging out her spare glasses, throat lozenges and tissues. She dropped them into a plastic tray, then stepped through the metal detector. Security guards never wanted to pat her down or do an explosive test on her bag. She was a frumpy, middle-aged lady. She was harmless. They barely even noticed her. That was until now. The conveyor belt jutted to a halt. Dr. Banfield looked up as a man in a cheap grey suit stepped into the security area. He whispered something to the X-ray operator, then pulled Dr. Banfield's suitcase aside. He motioned for Dr. Banfield to join him at the counter. This had never happened before. She watched as the man in the cheap suit opened her suitcase and searched through her dirty clothes and museum paperwork. "'What is this?' asked the man, with a thick accent. He pulled something out from the bottom of her suitcase. It was a large bone. "'Well, that's the ulna of a stegosaurus,' said Dr. Banfield. "'It was found in Kiev. It's particularly significant because the striations on the bone appear to be the teeth marks of a saber-toothed tiger, which would be the earliest known confirmation of that species on the Asian continent.' Really, said the man in the suit, we'll see about that. He raised the bone and whacked it down hard on the edge of the counter. (gasps) No, cried Dr. Banfield. It's a crucial fossil for understanding the evolution of mammals in Eastern Europe. 
The man in the suit apparently did not like being yelled at by a frumpy middle-aged lady. He looked angry now as he raised the burn again and smashed it down even harder. It shattered into a thousand fragments. But lying in the middle was something black and shiny. A small USB drive. The man in the suit picked it up. What do we have here? I've got no idea how that got there, said Dr. Banfield. She turned pale. Her eyes gaped wide. This was going terribly wrong. You had better come with me, said the man ominously. But my flight, said Dr. Banfield. I have to get home. My children are expecting me. I'm sure it will only take a few moments to clear this up, said the man with a smile. He was lying. It took Dr. Banfield's very large brain just a millisecond to recognise this fact, another millisecond to see that two armed guards were approaching to assist him, and a third millisecond to decide that her best course of action was to punch this man in his cheap grey suit in the throat with her wedding ring. Dr. Banfield lashed out with lightning speed, hitting the man so hard his brain was momentarily starved of oxygen and he collapsed. The two armed guards hesitated. Their smaller brains were struggling to assimilate the fact that a dowdy middle-aged lady had just felled their head of department. One of them belatedly reached for his gun, but his hand had only touched the grip when Dr. Banfield broke both the bones in his forearm with a brutal turning kick. She then kicked him in the knee with her other foot to knock him down too. The other guard lunged for her. Dr. Banfield ducked, slammed her elbow into his solar plexus, delivered an uppercut to his jaw and took off running. She vaulted over the x-ray machine and sprinted back out into the check-in lobby. It would take a few seconds for reinforcements to arrive. She had to get out of there. Unfortunately, 2pm at any airport is a busy time. People were moving slowly, dragging unwieldy luggage behind them. Dr. Banfield ran, picking up speed as she hurdled bags, bounced off passengers and dodged around trolleys, until suddenly... She slammed into a brick wall. At least, that's what it felt like. She soon worked out, from the grey polyester jacket pressed into her face, that she had been crash-tackled. She was hoisted to her feet. The man in the suit was holding her tightly by the upper arm. He looked dishevelled. "'Dr. Banfield, you are under arrest!' spat the man. "'But I'm just an academic,' said Dr. Banfield, with bumbling innocence. "'A scientist! I study dinosaur bones!' Don't give me that, said the man. You are a spy. The end. That's it for this, (laughs) I was going to say this week, but for this time, there'll be the next episode on Friday. Okay, so as I said, I am now reading to you from one of my books, The Pesky Kids, Mystery of the Squashed Cockroach. So if you want to read along with me, or if you want to jump ahead and read the book, just go out and buy it. You can order it through any bookstore or anywhere you download ebooks. Okay, that's it for now. Until Friday, goodbye.